The cost of a thing is the amount of what I call life, which is required to be exchanged for it, immediately or in the long run. Henry David Thoreau. This is Sincerely Yours, and I'm your host, Cece Denno. Pen pals, and welcome to Sincerely Yours. This is a podcast about making sense of making it through life, where I provide tips and suggestions and help along the way. If this is your first episode, welcome. Thank you for listening. And if you have been listening along, you know that we have quotables at the beginning of every single episode. The one for this episode was provided by my good friend Lauren, who is going on a big journey um, March 10th on a walk in California. Um, I'm not sure all the details, but I wish him luck. So good luck, Lauren. And if you would like to submit a quotable to be read at the beginning of a future episode, the email is sincerelyyours at writeme.com or you can find me on social media. That's on Facebook or Instagram at ccknowsitall or on Twitter at sincerely CCD. So here I am post half marathon, which I did last weekend and I got my best time ever and it was two hours and 39 minutes. Um, so that was super exciting and I'm glad I maintained the training and uh, got through with some crazy weather the past three months. And so, yeah, it was a great trip to Disney World and a lot of fun. And of course, I'm always looking forward to going back. Um, but if you were curious about the other podcasts that I put together, it was called Train Like a Princess. Uh, so check it out. And um, you can do you your own half marathon training or if you just want to get back into running and use that as a simple guide. So um, yeah, feeling good. It did take a week for my legs to heal, but back to normal for the most part and probably back to just some casual running. So looking forward to not having the half marathon in front of me and glad to have it behind me. So if you've noticed, we've had the theme of adventure the last couple episodes. We went on a treasure hunt and on a hero's journey and I have a special guest for this episode. So let's go ahead and meet her. We welcome Jen from the Jen on a Jet Plane, a solo female travel blogger and lawyer. Last year, she took 20 trips in 12 months while employed full-time and is now launching a book about her travels. We say hi to Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, wow, travel. You are such a travel queen. Tell me all about it. Oh, well, thank you. That's such a nice way of putting it. Um, I definitely didn't feel that way when I started out. I had no idea that it was going to turn into this big 20 trips thing. I actually only started out with the goal of taking one trip a month um, just to celebrate my upcoming 30th birthday. I figured, 
what better way to send your 20s out with a bang um, than going all over the world? And it just took off from there. I was able to really become an expert at finding good flight deals uh, from trial and error and just kind of learning what the best places were to search. And it got to the point where I was finding deals for under $100 to go places and I just couldn't turn it up down. Um, so that's how I ended up going on 20 trips. Wow. So were you much of a traveler before this past year? It was like 2017 you had this, right? Correct. And I had always had an interest in travel. Um, but I think like most people, I'd had restraints of everyday life. You know, I had what, so quote unquote, a, a real job. I work at a nonprofit organization as an attorney um, and it takes up a lot of time. I had student loan obligations. So I, I've always had a passion for traveling. And I've uh, the year before I did this, I ended up going to Machu Picchu and Amsterdam and Barcelona. And those trips really helped kind of prime me and, and whet my appetite again, so to speak, for traveling and, and prepare me for that year. Wow. And so you managed to do it. And what were some of the places, your favorite places that you visited? There are so many places and it's surprising how someplace that you might not expect uh, initially ends up having the best memories for you. Uh, so for instance, I, I really had no desire necessarily to go to Cuba. Uh, I live in South Florida and there's a big Cuban population. There's a lot of, you know, political issues surrounding the country and, and some people holding a lot of strong sentiments towards that, friends of mine. Uh, so it was never really on my radar, but I think as a travel blogger, I started to realize that um, people wanted to see, people wanted to know about the island, people were curious, and I kind of got a fear that I wouldn't be able to go given the changing regulations, and I felt like I had a window of opportunity maybe to see something I wouldn't be able to see again. Um, so even though it wasn't necessarily high on my list of places, I ended up going there, and I had the best time. Oh. Um, Yes, I know. I, I was very surprised myself. <laughs> um, and not necessarily ignoring the realities of what's happening there, but I think embracing that and realizing that whereas a lot of people maybe want to stay away from places that they think are controversial, sometimes doing that can actually be worse for the people that are there that don't have anything to do with the government and are just trying to live their lives in the same way you and I are. So that really helped open my eyes and connect with those kind of people um, and see that there's there's more to these places than than what the media portrays. I ended up seeing, uh, you know, live music uh, in an alley where they played Roomba on Sundays. I saw these gorgeous outdoor art galleries where they would take discarded items like a tire or like an old wrench or something, and they turn it into these masterpieces. Um, so it really, it showed me a different side of, of a population that I didn't think was there. And I'm really grateful to traveling for that. So I think that that's part of the, one of the best things that people get out of traveling is that new perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you find much uh, difference between domestic travel and international travel? Definitely. Um, so once you travel, I think on more than a half dozen flights, like you start to think of yourself like the hot shot, you know, like you already can, <laughs> you can recite, right? You're like packing your bags every month and jumping on a plane and 
Exactly. You're like, I already know I have to take off my shoes and remove electronic devices. I don't need you to tell me at the security lane. Like, I know that my seat back and tray tables have to be in their upright position for takeoff and landing. Like, you know, like you just feel like you've memorized the airline script. Um, and I think um, that just it, it's it's been a whirlwind. And in general, it's 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 something that now I've realized that it's there's always room for error. There's always room to kind of learn. And, and it's, it's when you travel internationally is when you realize that the most. So things that maybe you take for granted, like for instance, I feel like I know the whole security protocol, but then I'll go somewhere and they'll ask me to take something else out of my bag. I lost my nail file oh. in the UK. And, and that actually, yeah, that. that happened to me once. <laughs> I was coming out of Turkey and, um, and I was teaching in France and I had just like, like kid scissors. And the, the security guard in Turkey was like, uh, you can't take these on the plane. I was like, what? It's just like, like not even like dangerous scissors. But yeah, he took it. So yeah, I know the feeling. Like they're literally safe for children. And um, so that was, I mean, it's, so it's always different. There's always something that you don't expect when you're going to a country. You don't know how long the visa lines are going to be. You don't know um, what, what questions you're going to get. I think the more stamps I get on my passport, the harder it is to travel internationally. I get more questions about what I'm doing, why I'm alone, why I'm traveling. I get kind of weary eyes. Um, and so it's just, it's definitely different. And there's a comfort to flying domestically. Uh, you get, I have TSA pre-check. I mean, I just, I know all the airlines. I usually fly with JetBlue. It's one of my favorites. Oh, I um, love JetBlue too. <laughs> what's not to love? They have the leg room and the TV on the back of every screen. The I mean, <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> and which a lot of places are, I mean, you'd be surprised how many international flights, 20 hours don't even have Wi-Fi. So JetBlue really is ahead of the curve. I think they're ranked consistently the top airline in the U.S. Oh, as um, they should. I agree with that. <laughs> so it's just easier to travel domestically. But, um, but I enjoy both of them and, and the challenge of both of them, because when you're traveling internationally, you have the added excitement of knowing that you're going to land somewhere completely different. Yeah, I noticed. So you traveled to one of my favorite places in the world. Um, you went to Gord in France. Yes, you saw that. I did. Uh, yeah. So it's funny because um, I knew exactly where it was because I lived in a little town called Apt, which is like a little further than Gord, but right outside Avignon. Oh, AKA heaven on earth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, you, you definitely went to some, some of my other favorite places like Zion. I always rave about Zion and it's always so beautiful there. It's amazing how much a hike can really challenge you. Um, and it's something that you start off in the beginning of a day thinking, oh, well, I'm just walking. But then you finish and you're like, I just conquered the world, you know, and, and, and Zion definitely has that effect on you. Yeah, you like walk at the end of the day, you walk out with like 30,000 steps and you're like, when did this happen? Yes, exactly. And then the views. And I mean, I really think it's just you leave there a different person than when you go in. And that's part of the best things about nature in general and the, that kind of travel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what is the type of response you get from people when you say that you travel this much? Like, what do they respond to? And how do they react? <laughs> they definitely react. Um <laughs> So initially, when I first wrote about this, I was published in the Washington Post about some of my budget travel tips. And that was kind of, I guess, the 
um, the clickbait to get people to click, uh, to see how somebody takes this many trips in this year while employed full time. And a lot of people commented like, oh my goodness, she's going to get fired. Like this is so irresponsible. Um, and I think that's maybe an, an older mindset, a different kind of thinking, because a lot of my peers have actually responded to it in a very supportive way. Um, people are curious. They want to know how you're able to do this. They want to know, you know, are you traveling by yourself? Is that safe? You know, is this something that, how do you, how do you have the time? How do you find the money? And more than anything, they want to emulate it for themselves because they want to travel too. Even if it's people with, um, young children that haven't gone out for a vacation in a while. I have a lot of friends that are at the, you know, getting married and having baby stage. Um, and even they want to know, you know, how, how can I save up money? How can I get a good flight? How can I do these better deals? So I think it's something that interests a lot of people. Um, and it's just maybe shocking at first when you hear it, but then it's intriguing. Um, and then at the end of the day, I, I found that a lot of my team, my own personal um, friends and, and support network have really become advocates for me. They're there behind me. They're cheering me on. They're the first to share when something happens. Uh, because I think people take pride in, in sharing those kind of joys with you and those accomplishments. They like to see people that are pursuing their goals and pursuing their dreams. I think it's inspiring to others. Um, and I've been lucky enough to have a couple of friends that have actually, you know, been so affected that they've acted on it. I have a friend who I don't want to take full responsibility for this because he's Indian and his mom will kill me. Um, but I have a friend who, <laughs> who um, quit his job at Goldman Sachs because he just wasn't, um, or not Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, one of those financial companies, one of those big finance companies. Yeah. And, but he, he was telling me that he kind of just felt like that, like a cog in the machine and that it was making him good money, but it wasn't something that he was happy with. And he had been doing it for so long that he'd saved up enough money where he could explore something different and that seeing me go after this and really pursue this year, despite perceived obstacles, encouraged him to take that leap. Um, so again, I don't want to take full credit because um, Mrs. Shaw is going to find me. But um, but I really think that people see it and they try to think, well, that's that's great that somebody's doing something different. It's okay to step outside of the norm and outside of the mold, and maybe I can do that too. Um, so that's that's kind of what I've gotten. Yeah, I mean, if they have that feeling of maybe I can do it too, like you put your priorities in what's most important. So definitely with having this kind of goal, um, what were some of the things that you struggled with to maintain the goal? Oh, well, let me tell you, Cece, I'm sitting here in a house right now. Again, I'm in South Florida. So after Hurricane Irma, um, I had to move with 24 hours notice and <gasps> <laughs> I had all my stuff in bags and I'm sitting here in the house still surrounded by bags. I had cleared off a spot just in case we were going to do a visual, but the rest of the house is mayhem. <laughs> so we can definitely say I'm struggling with having zen and creative, creating like a nice domestic atmosphere. I just never home and I don't have time to sit here and decorate and get new furniture after Irma damaged some of the things and anything like that. It's just fallen to the wayside. Uh, priority wise, it's not been something that I'm really worried about since I'm not home all that often. Um, I think personally as well, I, I wish I could spend more time with my family. I think it's hard to find time to talk to everybody, especially when I'm abroad. I, I spent, I got so, I got a little bit homesick in Thailand over my birthday. It was my 30th birthday and I ended up spending like $200 in roaming charges talking to my mom because I was just like, I need to talk to my mom. <laughs> yeah, I usually do that on my birthday. I go home. My, yeah, my parents are in Vegas. So I always fly home on my birthday and 
friends are like, well, why do you do that? I'm like, I just want to hang out with my mom, okay? <laughs> exactly. And sometimes you need that. Um, so then there's things that, that fall to the wayside and that maybe get sacrificed when you're pursuing something like this and redirecting all of your energy into planning and traveling just because all the trips in and of themselves take so much time to research and, and plan everything, book all the accommodations, reach out to different tours and things like that. Um, so it, it's a lot of time. And I think other, other things are inevitably, inevitably going to suffer. But at the end, if you know that this is something that's, a, that's meaningful, and I think that's what makes the travel worth everything that I've had to sacrifice. You know, I teach online. I wake up every single morning at 6.30 in the morning to teach English to kids online to supplement my travels and, and get a little bit more money every month. And so I've definitely sacrificed sleep. So much sleep, Cece. <laughs> yeah, I noticed I you, you said you're waking up at like 2 o'clock in the morning to, to teach these lessons. I was. I was initially when I started, when I saw the potential and I thought, well, if I just wake up earlier, then I can teach more classes and then I'll make more money. And I mean, it's so simple. What a formula. <laughs> I just need to never sleep. And that did not work out well. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, why am I so tired? Like, oh, yeah. <sighs> exactly. And it really has an impact on you. You need to sleep. So now I've noticed more than anything that wellness has to be a priority. Like before we talked today, I made it a point to go and do a Zumba class because I just feel like if I don't push myself to do that as well, then all the weight of everything that you're managing, it's going to fall on you. So you need some kind of release. You need some kind of some, some method to keep you sane. Some people go running. I like Zumba. I can't run too much. You know, I need some kind of entertainment. Um, but I think in general, I mean, that that's really the goal is to find a balance with it all and um, not have something suffer to an extent where traveling is, is really having a negative impact on your life, but is supplementing it in a positive way. Yeah. So you find that daily habits um, is reflected in the traveling as well. So as long as you keep daily habits, um, you can make these trips. Yes. So, and my traveling is maybe not other people's idea of, it's definitely, I wouldn't classify it as a vacation because I, I'm very heavily scheduled. I like to see as much as possible since I do blogging and I write about a lot of things. I often have collaborations with different organizations or uh, businesses. And so I'm, I'm working a lot of times when I'm traveling too, which is good because that helps me to keep the blog going, to fund the travels. I think it's all part of the hustle, so to speak. Um, but it's definitely something that people have to kind of have a just know where to strike the balance and knowing that if you're going abroad, what's your style? Are you the kind of person that wants to go abroad to just take a break? Do you just want to go stay at the beach of a resort and do nothing? Or do you want to, you know, go hard on all the cultural attractions, fit in as many museums as you can? Um, and for me, it's definitely uh, much more the latter. Um, so it's hard for me sometimes to manage it all, but I do my best to just try to remember that, um, well, more with regards to daily habits, I wake up earlier. That's a big thing when traveling because you'll get better pictures if there aren't a lot of tourists in your pictures and you'll get natural light. So I try to wake up earlier rather than stay out super late. And also as a solo traveler, it's I'm not really out at like a nightclub or anything till two in the morning. Um, so I'm able to do that differently. So I do have those kind of habits that I maintain. Yeah, so you definitely tailor the trip to your personality and what you benefit more from sure 
Definitely. And I think that there's, there's a time and place for everything, you know, like I will admit I went to Aruba and I was intent on going out and having a good time that night and dancing. even if I didn't know anybody, even if it's, you know, and I actually did end up meeting people because I think when you put yourself out there, things work out. Um, so I think you need to be able to tailor it to what you want to do and not necessarily be overly regimented where you can't change plans or never relax. Um, but just knowing what your style is and what you can fit in on a vacation. Yeah. So what does the future hold for you? I My next trip is going to be New Zealand. That's the one that I actually got that flight for $38. Oh. Um, and I had to do a little bit of fighting for it, too, because the airline kept trying to change me to different flights. I think they were mad because I redeemed it for that low of a price. It was an award flight, and I booked it months out. I just thought um, I had a lot of awards points to use uh, with a travel credit card that I had opened up because they give you a lot of bulk bonus miles. And so I knew I wanted to use it to someplace that was expensive to, to reach all the time, like Japan or um, like Turkey or somewhere, uh, Kenya, you know, Antarctica. I just figured I want to go somewhere really costly. Um, and so I started searching for tickets and trying to see what I could redeem with the awards that I had. And lo and behold, um, New Zealand bound. <laughs> so I have my Hobbit in, uh, set tickets to go see the Hobbit houses. Um, I'm going to go see some glowworm caves. There's a lot of natural beauty in New Zealand. So I think it'll be good to get away from the hustle and bustle and just take in the great outdoors for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you also have your book. Um, and that comes out in a few days. Is that correct? Yes, that's coming out on Monday, March 12th. That's the official launch. Uh, we'll be doing a promo for the first three days to get it into as many hands as possible. Uh, it has all kinds of goodies. It has flight alert websites. So you can get emails straight to your phone. I get emails every day about different flights that are on sale. I just got tickets today about like a hundred dollar flight to Canada, $300 flights to Copenhagen. I mean, all kinds of destinations. Um, so getting alerts, how to sign up for travel credit cards, so you can redeem awards, how to fly with budget airlines, everything you need to know about getting a cheap flight. And the name of the book? The Affordable Flight Guide. Perfect. And it'll be an ebook. Yes, it's available on Amazon. Awesome. Okay. And I'll get the information and I'll provide it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, was there anything else you wanted to include? Um, that's, that's about it. I would just encourage people to travel regardless of whether or not they have someone to go with or whether or not they have the, you know, they're retired and have a ton of free time or have all the money in the world. The situation is never going to be perfect, but you can always go right now. I completely agree. And I thank you, Jen. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It was so great to meet Jen. And I really left uh, after our conversation feeling inspired and just wanting to travel more and experience the world around us. So if you are also feeling inspired, I highly recommend checking out her website. It is so fantastic. I was very impressed by it. So I'll include all of her information in the show notes and definitely check out her new book coming out on March 12th. But if you have any questions or any comments, you can always reach out to me and the email is sincerelyyours at writeme.com. But with that, I look forward to next time. 